Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. This audio program may contain descriptions of violence and topics that may not be suitable for everyone. Please listen with caution. Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? It's fear. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains. Why, she wouldn't even harm a fly. Yeah. Right. So I do have something my dad sent me that I want to tell you about. Okay. Because I don't know if you covered this. Okay, I might have. There was it wasn't in our haunted schools episode. Okay. But there's this reform school in Florida, a boys' reform school. Okay. Or I heard about it somewhere else. <laughs> Not even sure. It just <laughs> rings a bell vaguely. I don't even know how to start this. So eight years ago. This school for boys, it's called Arthur G. Dozier or Dozier uh-huh. School for Boys, was closed. Florida, so it's probably Dozer. Dozier. It's a <laughs> Dozer. Um, so it was open for 111 years. Okay. And it closed eight years ago. But last week, they discovered anomalies consistent with possible graves on the oh grounds. Oh my God. What? And this school has a long legacy of child abuse. <gasps> oh, you know who's from this school? Who? My brother. No, I'm just kidding. No, that would be funny. <laughs> there was a, there's a murderer who went to that school. Yeah. Um, it's, fuck. it's really fucked up. And um, it's in Mariana, Florida. Mm-hmm. And they were cleaning up pollution on the grounds. And then they conducted a survey and used ground-penetrating radar tests. And discovered 27 anomalies um, in a wooded area 500 yards north of the area where where the bodies of 51 boys were found <gasps> in 2013. Yeah. Also, is it the serial killer, I wonder, who blew up his mom in the plane? I have no idea. We'll have to look it up. Yeah, I will. I'll um, Google it. <laughs> so the school grounds were used for like a working farm and all the kids worked on it. Mm-hmm. Which, um, in my mind, immediately is like, ding, 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 they had to bury the ones that died. Right. But, um... Obviously. Yeah, and... But how many boys were found? 51. That's not enough for 111 years, though. 51 in 2013. Now they say there's 27 anom- anomalies under the ground. Gotcha. And there are actual graves. Like, there's a cemetery on the site for the boys who died at the school, but it was always kind of played off. Like, oh, you know, this one got sick, whatever. Right, like, you know, Yeah, and there was illnesses. also a dormitory fire in 1914 and a flu epidemic in 1918 that caused a lot of these deaths, we think. That's what they said. But so there shouldn't are... it be reported? And, like, if if kids died of the flu, why wouldn't you just put them in the cemetery with a gravestone? Um, like, why bury them anonymously underground? Because it's easier. I don't know. And these are the gravestones. They're just pipes. They're crosses made out of pipes. It's like uh It's really weird. It's like that other school. What other school? It's not a school... 
Sorry. It's, not it's like the insane asylum in Massachusetts. Yes, me and Mike went there. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, Aren't they mm-hmm. those are just like They're just stones. They're just stones, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um wait, but they found in th- 2013 they were buried, but there wasn't pipes there, right? They put those there after? No, the pipes had been put there throughout the years gotcha. of you know, kids that died at oh, the school. Okay. In 2013 they uncovered the remains of 51 boys and now they're saying that there's probably 27 more so they can't tell yet what is the most recent grave site right. so this could have been going on up until eight years ago and um they're going to be doing more testing and they're going to be digging obviously were was it always owned by the same like family or fam you know what i mean or so, did it turn hands a lot I think... Because I wonder if you could ask them. Like, why can't we ask them? I think it's a... um, I thought it was a religious school. But I'll see. Um, So you'd think there'd be documents somewhere and someone would be able to come forth and be like, no, those are the people who died of the flu. Look at all our documents that say flu, 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 flu. Yeah. Well, but also in like 1918. It's like... There's no documents in Yeah. That was still back in the time where people would at least write it down on a piece of paper of like, Christopher Buggin. Died. Well, there was that the fire. So it's also like anything before then. We it might have burned up. Yeah, it might have burned. But so in 2008, there was an investigation into this school after a group of men called the White House Boys came forward. And um, they all had stories about being beaten inside a small white building on the property. It's basically like this little torture room. So they said that they were beaten unconscious, whipped until their underwear was embedded into their butt. Ah, there were also these, what were they called? Deposition spankings. Okay. Which is weird. And the investigation just said that there was insufficient evidence because they couldn't like solidly prove it. And former students have still been speaking out about it they've said that the administrators abused them teachers beat them and students disappeared and died oh my god mysteriously yeah and now they're finding all of these anomalies under Mm -hmm. the ground they've already found they got over 50 bodies (laughs) like well not full bodies but you know remains so um yeah and some Oh, related article. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, I had, like, highlighted some stuff. Related article. Did Florida boys' school officials send family a casket filled with wood? Uh-oh, SpaghettiO. So, <laughs> does it say that in the article? Yes, it does. Uh-oh, That's the bio. <laughs> Uh-oh, SpaghettiO. Sponsored by Chef Boyardee. Yep. <laughs> So, um, that's the news from today, which is That's crazy. I mean, could you imagine going to that school and, like, being beat all the time and then, like, certain kids just don't come back to the dorm? It's like, I mean, yeah, imagine being one of those kids and being, like, your roommate just never came back. It's like, well, I guess he's dead. It's like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. He went to play on a farm. (laughs) Like a dog the family no longer (laughs) wants. We exactly. sent him to a nice farm in the country yeah. where he can and run free. He gets free. to eat whatever he wants and play wherever he yeah. wants. It's very fun for <laughs> it's, him. It's wonderful. And then you just have a field full of boys running around. <laughs> it's real. Hopping. It's a real farm. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out to be true for once. <laughs> Happy little boys. Yeah. So we're also today talking about some horrible 
horrifying, horrifying oh my God, things I'm involving so children, right? Yeah, I was going to say that kind of like goes well with my story. Yeah. I mean, the theme for this episode is definitely your children are never safe. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't even try. <laughs> yep. I mean, look, they aren't. Everyone's a predator. It's true. We're all going to get your children. Stranger danger. <laughs> tell you your child. DNA test to talk to anyone. You should always tell your child that they're going to die. No. <laughs> yeah. You should tell them something, though. <laughs> it's always like, listen, if you leave mommy's side in public, you will die. Well, it's like, all I think about is my cousin whose mom tried to kidnap her for the yeah. longest time, and then no one ever told her, and it's like, we should have told her something. Yeah. So that yeah, she yeah. knew that if she saw her mother, she would run away. Like, yeah. You like, should she's be just telling like, kids. You should tell them enough so that they know that, like, a man in a van never needs you to get in it. No. Like, mommy will never ask a man in a van to, to pick you, you up. Oh, yeah. Like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, if, if someone except for mommy needs to come pick you up, go to the, like, they'll, they'll be in the school or wherever they are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so that they don't start walking down the street and some man's like, your mom said to come inside. And, and they're like, like okay. well, okay. My dad set up a, secret code word uh-huh. so that if he was ever actually in an accident or anything he would tell they would just say like lollipop or whatever yeah and that's how you a would code word real. yeah yeah um smart because he knew about the stranger mm-hmm. danger you should do it with your friends too like over the phone yeah or whatever or well, like we do that when sometimes when someone goes out on a date with a new person yeah or something like i was gonna that. say yeah. when i would go on I, I did it a lot with elise too i would mm-hmm. I would like send her a picture of my wherever I'm going, you know, yeah. or like at least no, or like I tell you like or, this is mm-hmm. you know I'm going out with John, yeah, and whatever. But also, yeah, it's like sometimes I would write a paper note and leave it on my bedside table, especially if it was somewhere like a bar or something where it's like you just never know, yeah. Because like if that person didn't have my phone or like took my phone or something and and someone forgot, like oh I think his name was Greg, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I always, I you know you just gotta have some fail safes, yeah. Just you have in to have case. Some, leave some little clues. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or, yeah, you have a little text word or something where you can just be like, okay, if I text you a winky face, call me in three minutes so I yes. can leave. If I text you a oh, right. spaghetti Or, like, <laughs> one time I went out with this guy who I met at William Patterson, uh-huh. and he was really fucking creepy. Ooh. But he was hot. He was just, like, I couldn't tell if he was hot in, like, a brooding way or hot in, like, a I kill people way. Yeah. You know Sometimes I mean? the line can be blurred. Right. So I told Elise, I was like, Look, if I text you, I said something like a name or whatever, it means call me. And I was like, but if I text you a black heart, it means just fucking come here. Because, yeah. like, I was so worried something was going to happen. I was like, just drop what you're doing and fucking find me. Like, that's emergency, yeah. but I can't use my phone to call 911 or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I text you William Henry Harrison, <laughs> then you know something is very wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing good can come of William yeah. Henry Harrison. Except for you want it to be short. So yeah, you could, text, exactly. like, if you could text that, you could probably dial 911. <laughs> but that's one of my most common nightmares is that I go to dial 911 Uh and it doesn't dial right Mm -hmm. it won't let me do it yeah we'll see on old phones on landlines it's nice because if you dial 91 and you leave the phone unhooked and you never press that one it'll yeah yeah, it'll it'll Mm -hmm. notify it but it won't do it on your cell phone because you're not on you're not connected yet the dial tone hasn't started yeah but they have that app which I thought of before they got it. The one fine. where you hold it, yeah. Yeah, I've where you that. hold it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have too, and yeah. I thought of it a long time ago. <laughs> you it's invented fine. it. It's fine. It's just like <laughs> the Fergalicious thing. I was like, <laughs> it's just like I was, I was literally like a freshman in college. In William Patterson, they have, I mean, in all colleges, they have those like emergency yeah. lights where you can go to. Mm-hmm. Three of them in a row were out though. Oh no! It, because someone was vandalizing them. 
So now it's like, are they vandalizing it because they're going to do something? Because they think it's funny? Because they're just idiot people? So, like, girls were starting to walk in, like, groups terrified that a guy was vandalizing all of these emergency things so no one can use them. And I was like, wouldn't it be great if we just had... In my mind, I was like, William Patterson could just come out with a thing where you press it and hold it. And when you get to your car and you're locked in your car, you just press Press it again to show that you're... Mm -hmm. Okay. And now we all have them. And then someone listened to it. Yeah. Fucking stole my. Someone was spying on you. (laughs) (laughs) Shall we get into these? Sure. This is gonna be a little rough. Mine's gonna be a little rough. Mine's fun at the beginning. (laughs) At the beginning, and then it gets real bad. Yeah, the legend part is super fun, and then we get. Yeah, Yeah. that's the legends are gonna be interesting, and then we're gonna go. And and this is how it started. Yeah, and this is how everything went to shit. So I'm going to be telling you about Walking Sam. Have you ever heard of him? Sam, I am. No, not I that am one. Sam. Uh, <laughs> I no, am. I don't think so. Okay. In Pine Ridge, South Dakota, there's a community of Native Americans belonging to the Sioux tribe who reside on Pine Ridge Reservation. A prominent urban legend that's been told by the people of the Lakota and Sioux tribes for generations is that of a terrifying figure known as Walking Sam. Walking Sam can also sometimes go by the names Stovepipe Hat Bigfoot, Tall Man, or Takuhi. Okay. (laughs) I like (laughs) Stovepipe Hat Bigfoot. (laughs) It rolls Uh, off the tongue. Yeah. It's like like a Bigfoot, but he has a hat on. (laughs) Yeah. It's like um, uh, the guy who's like, I want you. What? Father Sam? Yeah. Uncle Sam? Uncle Sam? Thank yeah, you. Uncle it's Sam. like Uncle Sam. Yes, only this one's not nearly as fun. Except I don't think that he one's fun at all. also lures you to your death. Yeah, I was going to say, he lures you to your death. I don't think he's very fun. So maybe they're related. They're I brothers. They're the same thing. Yep, they're twins. And Uncle Sam did destroy the Native American. <laughs> it's true. The legend of Walking Sam is intertwined with the Native American legend of the stick people. Oh. You know the stick I people? I do know the stick yep. people. So they're spiritual beings who stalk around reservations to lure people to their deaths. So uh-huh. he's like a brand of uh-huh. stick people. Right. Yes. He is like the cherry vanilla flavored stick people. He's a kind. He's a kind. <laughs> he's a he's kind a of flavor. It. A branch. <laughs> Get it? He's like. He's a branch. He, <laughs> <laughs> uh, god oh my gosh i'm only bringing in the humor because it's gonna get sad yeah. <laughs> these stick people are said to follow those they stalk while whistling before paralyzing hypnotizing or driving their prey insane walking sam in is brain. yes walking <laughs> sam is thought to be one of these beings albeit a much more powerful one than the rest like cherry vanilla coke mm-hmm. <laughs> so powerful <laughs> He has the ability to convince his victims that they're unworthy of life and that they deserve to die. Oh, so he is just like Uncle Sam. Exactly. <laughs> his perf- if he wears an American flag hat. <laughs> oh, how, how coincidental. His preferred victims are usually children and teenagers. Mm. Walking Sam is described as being about seven feet tall with lanky arms and legs and a face that lacks any facial features. In some cases, however, the entity is said to have glowing red eyes, a long nose, a large mouth, and he wears a stovepipe hat and a cloak. So he's a snappy dresser is what we're saying. Mm, If he had some button eyes and two or (laughs) a button mouth. Yeah, he'd be frosty. He'd be frosty. The stove man with that. 
Some describe Walking Sam as a shadow entity, while others report him as appearing solid in form. In some depictions of Walking Sam, he's shown sporting the hanging bodies of his victims underneath his long branch-like arms. Yum. You want to see the picture of it? This is what he looks like. Oh, he's kind of cute. Look at those little <laughs> no. heads. Look at his little heads. He's skeleton It's like he's got glowing feathers. No, he's skeleton souls. I like skeletons. So, I think skeletons are cute. <laughs> Come on. If you just saw a skeleton walking around. <laughs> hey, ostrich, spooky, scary <laughs> skeletons and shivers down your spine. I love Ooh. that. So also the first thing I thought of when I looked at that picture was, oh, it's like my bat wings. <laughs> yeah, except for glowing. Only with like... Two times as much misery and despair. Well, not you can't tell that from a picture. They might be thrilled to be there. Yes, they might ha- be happier just yeah. hanging there. An account from 1983 by a Lakota medicine man describes an encounter with Walking Sam as such. There is your big man standing there, ever waiting, ever present, like the coming of a new day. He is both spirit and real being, but he can also glide through the forest like a moose with big antlers. <laughs> As though the trees weren't there, I know him as my brother. I want him to touch me, just a touch, a blessing, something I could bring home to my sons and grandchildren, that I was there, that I approached him, and he touched me. Yeah. Let's have him touch you, (laughs) you fucking psycho. (laughs) Also, why? I want him to touch me. It's a a weird sentiment, but okay. Also, I've never heard anyone compared to a moose before. Yes. In a lovely way. A moose like, with big antlers. Gliding. They glide. Yes, they glide through the forest. Uh, those mooses will kill you. Oh, they will. So will he. It's Good. A comparison. Oh, like a moose. Makes sense. Some believe that Walking Sam is the wandering spirit of a damned man who was sentenced to spend eternity gathering souls of the innocent. In one telling of the tale, Walking Sam was damned to wander the earth alone for all eternity. He became painfully lonely, and in an attempt to gain companions, he tempts the living to take their own lives and join him. This is one reason why the entity may try to convince others that they are not worthy of companionship. He has been spotted hitchhiking, walking along roads, and wandering aimlessly. Walking Sam is said to give off an evil, malevolent energy that can be felt by those who spot him. One witness claims that Walking Sam appeared in the passenger seat beside him ah! as he was driving one night. He rode in the car for several miles before vanishing as quickly as he appeared. Ah! <laughs> that. Uh. Do you, so, side note, do you remember David from my uh, grandparents' house? Yeah. That happened to him. <laughs> the ghost on the road. He said it happened multiple times with this ghost of an old lady. I hate car things yes. because one of my biggest fears. Because you can't do anything or you crash. Right. And one of my biggest fears, which I think I've brought up on this besides oceans. Um, <laughs> and lakes. Is, yes. And any open water puddles. Um, is people being in the car. Like, do you know yeah. that urban oh, yeah. legend where, I, where the mm-hmm. girl thinks. The guy's flashing her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's because there's a person behind her. Mm-hmm. It's something like that. Or like someone you don't realize they're there or something. Yeah. Like, I check my backseat a lot. I check my backseat all the time. Mm-hmm. I have my thing you shovel off snow with. Yeah. I have it in reach in case I need so to So you like, need to jab someone. Yeah. yeah. Or like someone just, you know, you're tired or whatever. You get in your front seat. You start your car. You look over and there's someone there. Yeah. Well, in this, it's just like you're just driving and all of a sudden there's someone in your or, passenger yeah. seat. Or today. I, here's a quick, quick antidote. <laughs> Today, I was walking to my car, and I was trying to get my keys out. I was right by my door, like, mm-hmm. looking for my keys. And in my mirror, 
I could see someone was directly behind me. And I turned and they were like, like they were looking down and they saw me and were like, like they were just walking to oh, their yeah. car uh-huh. and didn't realize like, that mm. I was stopped at mine. Like they yeah. were going to walk through those paths. Uh-huh. But like it, for a second, it, it was the scariest thing yeah. of like someone's directly behind mm-hmm. you and you only saw, like I, like it almost seemed like they were going to stuff me in my car. So yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's where my like, mind oh, went. Oh. And then they were like looking at their phone and looked at me and was like, like whoa. Yeah. You're like, both just like. Mm. Yeah. And they said, sorry. And then he left and just walked around. Yeah. But I was like, Jesus. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what it must feel like. Mm-hmm. Now imagine he was a lengthy, horrendous also, looking also, yeah, being. you're already driving. There's no it's one there. Night. And then they appear. It's on like one of those South Dakota roads where there's just you know, nothing. All those South Dakota roads. You know, but it's like a, a highway there. where there's like nothing on either side. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like desert and shit. I mean, so. I don't know. I've never been anywhere like that. <laughs> You've but seen pictures. <laughs> I, mean, I know what the yes. desert looks like. I've seen Mad Max photos. So another witness claims that he was driving along a South Dakotan highway one night when he spotted what he thought was a hunched over hitchhiker. He pulled over Why? for the man. Never. No, you shouldn't. But when he got closer, he noticed that the figure was unusually tall and had limbs around four feet in length. He was like, okay, you're not going to fit. Sorry. Yeah, bye. bye. <laughs> he was wearing a cloak and a top hat that oh. had no face. The figure approached the vehicle and demanded to be let in. The witness, being understandably terrified, refused. The man then started banging on the side of the car, and the witness drove away in a panic. The people of the Pine Ridge Reservation believe that Walking Sam has the ability to influence those he appears to to commit suicide. An elderly woman in the area, who was noted to be quite lucid, encountered Walking Sam on the reservation. She claimed that the police knew about Walking Sam and that his voice had even been picked up by police scanners. This woman tried to organize foot patrols for the tribal communities, but received no aid. Though the legend of Walking Sam has been around for decades, it wasn't until 2014 that the deadliness of the story was realized. An alarming number of suicides by hanging have been reported on the Pine Ridge Reservation. I did hear about this. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. All the suicides. This is all since 2014. Mm -hmm. Many locals believe that the cause of these seemingly spontaneous suicides is Walking Sam. 103 suicide attempts and nine deaths have been linked to the urban legend. Because didn't they... There was one in, like, Arizona, too, where a bunch of people tried to kill themselves separately. Like, Oh, yeah. They, it wasn't Didn't they check the water? Was that this one? No. Gotcha. Mm-mm. There was one place where they checked the water thinking that there was, like, maybe there was something in it, like, high levels of something mm-hmm. that was making people go... Yeah. No, cheap. this is all... We'll, we'll talk about the gotcha. possible causes. Aliens, probably. Always. <laughs> Um, so all of these victims were between the ages of 12 and 24. Oh, so young, baby. Yes. All of these successful suicides were committed in a four-month period. Some of the survivors had reportedly told others that before they attempted to end their lives, they had encountered Walking Sam. Walking Sam had spoken to them and urged them to kill themselves and told them that they were not worthy of life or the company of others. Vice President Thomas Porbear of the Oglala Sioux Tribe reported discovering several nooses hanging from trees oh on the God, reservation. That's creepy. Yeah. A plan to commit mass suicide made between a group of Native American children on the reservation was discovered by Pastor John Tubles. Oh, how sad. Yeah, who was able to round up a group of adults and stop the children. Like, this was about to happen. They were going to hang themselves? All going to hang themselves in, like, a line. 
When they arrived, the teenagers had already hung nooses from trees and were minutes away from hanging themselves. Teachers at a local school discovered a suicide pact between several teenage girls just before they could carry out the act. It was also discovered that teenagers on the reservation had been sharing instructional videos on how to tie nooses with each other and had been debating the best area on the reservation to hang themselves. One Facebook post directed others to an area of the forest where nooses had been hung and urged others to, quote, go use them. In 2009, locals reported seeing Walking Sam on the Pine Ridge Reservation. This coincided with a rash of teen suicides that preceded the one beginning in 2014. On February 4, 2015, 12-year-old Santana Marie Janice hung herself on a clothesline in a oh, small building. Oh, a clothesline. Yeah, next to her grandfather's trailer. It was like their laundry room, kind yeah. of. The December before, two teenagers hanged themselves on the reservation, and just weeks before Janice's death, a classmate of hers took his own life as well. 14-year-old Alani Martin was also among the nine people who committed suicide on the reservation within a four-month span in 2015. And they all hung themselves? Uh, There isn't a lot of information. Yeah. I tried to look up, like, so that I could say the names of of all these poor children. I'm sure some families don't want them. They want it in the secret. Not secret, but, you know, (laughs) private. (laughs) Emergency responders reported being called to Pine Ridge to treat teens who attempted suicide often, sometimes several times a day. There's more than one suicide attempt a day. That's crazy. Also, it makes me think of when my brother did it. Mm -hmm. You know that story where he was in the basement? No. We we all lived at my grandparents. Or no. We I still lived in West Milford, right? Mm. So but my brother Chris and my brother Ben lived at my grandparents and he waited till my grandparents were away and Ben was at work and he mm-hmm. locked himself in his basement and he texted my cousin Andrew and was just like, I gotta do it and I love you. And so Andrew was like, This is weird. Yeah. So he just was like, Oh, I'll just drive over and see what the fuck he's talking about. Like what the fuck is he doing? Because he couldn't he didn't answer any of his texts or mm-hmm. anything. And when Andrew got to it, all the doors were locked, which is weird because my grandparents, nobody steal from their house. My grandparents <laughs> never lock their door. Yeah. So, no one doesn't mend them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he walked to the basement window and he watched as he was banging on the window as my brother took two bottles <gasps> of pills. And he was just, he called 911 and was banging on the window and then he broke out the window. So for yeah. the longest time there was a like broken a broken window. window. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, and he had, like, left out notes for everyone. I still have his suicide note. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah. But it's just, that can't be healthy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll throw it out. But, uh, yeah, so, like, I just think about that, like, people rushing, and then it's, like, you see something like that. I mean, I just hear about it, and it's, like, dramatic, but, like, imagine watching it. Yeah. Or, like, almost watching it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, imagine being right there. It's, like, ugh. Yeah. My father saved his grandmother. Yeah, it's like committing. shit like yeah. that. It's like crazy. Mm-hmm. It's it's it happens yeah. a lot. It's sad, yeah. but it's not uncommon. So all of this got so bad that in February of 2015, Oglala Sioux Tribe leader John Yellowbird Steele declared a state of emergency <sighs> on the reservation because of the staggering number of suicides and suicide I mean, attempts. That's smart. You gotta, yeah. That's... 
Walking Sam has been brought up by elders at community meetings as a potential cause of the sudden spike in suicide attempts among Native American youth on the reservation. Residents have been warned to stay away from the streets at night, and at least one teenager who attempted suicide told officials that he was urged to do so by Slender Man. Oh my god. An internet-spawned version of Walking Sam. Walking Sam seems to be kind of one of the visual um Right, I was going to say before like he sounds like a slender man because yes. he's so tall. He's been and compared long. to to slender man. Kind of that creepy uh mm-hmm. no you know, face. image. Yeah. Slender man is like a more modern version mm-hmm. of Walking Sam. So urban legends are often a reflection of the things people find scary in their everyday lives. Real issues that a community feels powerless to confront can take the form of beasts and evil spirits. The people of Pine Ridge Reservation have their share of hardship. Over half of the residents live in extreme poverty, and only 30% finish their high school education. 75% of the adults living on the reservation suffer from substance abuse, and 25% of children born there have fetal alcohol syndrome. Resources to address these issues are limited, and only six mental health professionals are located on the reservation to help somewhere between 16 and 40,000 residents. As if these challenges weren't enough, the area in which Pine Ridge is located is surrounded by populations that openly discriminate against Native American people because of their race. I fucking... And it's common, right? This yeah, is this is so common. It's in every reservation. There's Everyone. Al- high mm-hmm. alcohol, high, yep. you know what I mean? And it's like, we fucking took their land and then we're yeah. like, here, have at it with this shitty land that now we're mm-hmm. giving you. We're going to give you no resources. It's like we're bullies in high, like oh, yeah. high school or it's, whatever where it's like, you didn't want to be part of America? Fine. Now you get no help from yeah. me. How's that feel? It's like, we took all over this land. Join us or live in shit forever. It's like we cut off someone's yeah. arms, threw them in the ocean, and then made fun of them for drowning. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. So these factors, including sexual, physical, and mental abuse in some homes in Pine Ridge present a more logical explanation for this horrendous phenomenon. Mental health professional Stephanie Schweitzer told the New York Times that it's possible that previous suicides influence more suicide attempts. It does. That's true. Yeah. Ted Hamilton, superintendent of Red Cloud Indian School in Pine Ridge, confirmed that suicide is a constant issue in schools on the reservation. According to Hamilton, many Native American youth are taught to be proud of their culture and heritage, But when they're confronted with rampant poverty, substance abuse, and the lack of job opportunities in South Dakota, they may feel that their culture is unsuccessful. Well, also, it's become this weird, like, almost fetish thing where, like, people want, people like when someone says, like, oh, I'm Native American. It's Mm -hmm. like, ooh. But as long as you're, like, white Native American. You know what I mean? Then it's, like, Mm -hmm. cool and hot and ethnic. But the moment you're like, yeah, I'm Native American, like I live on a reservation and I'm proud of my culture, people are like, ooh, bad? Or like, yeah. that's like somehow worse or something? Well, and because so- long time ago, the whites were like, hey, you have to live on these shitty ass reservations. Right. We're not helping you, all that stuff. So yeah, reservations got shitty. And now it's like, oh, I live on a reservation. It's like, oh, you live somewhere shitty. Yeah. And it's it's like, like when people say, yeah, 
It's like when people are like, I live in Patterson, New Jersey, and mm-hmm. you immediately, people immediately make judgments. Yeah. And it's the same thing. It's like mm-hmm. people with money make money, people without it don't. I'm sure it's so difficult because in a reservation, you're surrounded by people who want you to be proud of where you are. And immediately the moment you leave, you have to hide that away or the opposite happens. Exactly. Like people on a reservation mm-hmm. treat you better when you're proud of who you are. And when you leave, you have to hide that away or you're treated worse. Yeah. It's this concept of kind of dual personality or dual identity that, you know, it's not okay to be one thing when you're in. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not okay to shun your culture when you're on this reservation. And then when you're off the reservation, it's not Not okay okay to to be proud of your culture. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And, And then there's, like I said, it's sometimes... Fetish. I I don't even mm-hmm. know a better word, but it's like, ooh, they they have such beautiful hair, well, yeah. or whatever, or like nice cheekbones, and it's like people either think that's it, mm-hmm. or they think like it's a crappy place and they're crappy people. You know yeah. what I mean? It's or like, it's like, oh, they have spirit animals and yeah. all this fun shit, and it's like, yes, yeah, exactly. but guess they're what? like, ooh, dream catchers. Yeah, yeah, it's a really rich and fascinating culture, but what these people have to grow up in and yeah. live in is not fun. Yeah, it's not. No. I mean, in we fucking took their land. I mean, it's I know just, it's ridiculous. It's baffling it's... to me that anyone ever in the history of forever was like, there's empty land there. Mm-hmm. Now it's mine. And I'm just going to push the people. I'm not going to give them a bunch of money. It's Mm-mm. not like we we're like, here's $75 trillion. Go live free. It's like, we just were like, go away or we'll kill you. Yeah. And they were like, okay, I guess we're I not going to we'll, die. Yeah. So we'll go away. And then they died anyway. But it's like, this it's land we're living on land so the idea yeah. that it's like well you can live in there or you can openly shun or whatever your culture assimilate. and live you yeah you can assimilate white culture. and then yeah. all of a sudden some native americans think you're not as native american or whatever it's like what are you going to do yeah. like especially these people who want to be in the music industry or actors or something like that it's like you kind of have to assimilate. Yeah. A lot of cultures yeah. or be like that, a character mm-hmm. actor. Yeah. Like, that you either are pigeonholed into your race yeah, or like, you have to act more white. Exactly. Yeah. Which is just fucked. That it's you, all. It's so fucked up. It's it's how every race is though. You always have to act mm-hmm. like any look at any person any like uh, African American or black person who's won you know a Grammy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Unless they're like rappers or something. Most of them are people who are more assimilated to like yeah. because they know I mean and even they, then it's like you're embracing the aspects of your culture that white people have deemed are cool. Exactly. You That's know? what it is. Yeah. It's, they're not assimilating mm-hmm. to us. It's just like they happen to have all the I'm not saying they're doing anything but yeah. they just happen to have all the things that white people are like have that's decide. cool yeah. that's mm-hmm. hip that's whatever. And then the people who are like doing the other things yeah. it's like oh well then they're worse somehow like yeah. it's all it's the just... same culture it's all the same. Yeah. I fucking hate the way native americans are treated. It gets me it's gets my blood all bubbled. And it doesn't get as much attention as no. a lot of other cultures that are now speaking up about appropriation right. because it's happened discrimination for so, so long. long yeah and people think a lot of people are very ignorant about it where they're like well they have reservations which is like it's like right but we gave the people who know how to live on land the shitty the land that no one can live on. yeah they were like mm-hmm. oh this is good land we followed the native americans here yeah. where it's good and now we're going to push them into fucking places that no one ever wants. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And so it makes sense that this legend of Walking Sam kind of cropped up after 
white people had kind of pushed out Native Americans because it's this kind of molded representation of the looming feeling that you're worthless because you're not white. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it's really representative of. Or not like, yeah, you're not like everyone else. You don't fit into a community. You're not worthy of companionship of your people or white people. Well, yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like, the biggest thing for people is that they want to belong. Even people people like me who I'm a cold-hearted snake. (laughs) I, but I'm also, but I'm also part of this like murderino community. Mm -hmm. I'm a woman. Yeah. I'm white. I'm Italian. Like there's all these communities I fit into. Mm -hmm. And so like, I've never had that sense of losing. I mean, technically the Catholic church I'm no longer part of, but Mm -hmm. that's something I wanted to separate from. Yeah, it's a choice. And it's something you can because no one would look at you and be like, oh, she's a Catholic. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so I feel so lucky to be someone who, for one, has all these boxes I can kind Mm -hmm. of fit into. And for two, all of my boxes are something like I could be part of it and I couldn't be part of it. And I'm white, so no one really cares. I look white. Mm -hmm. I act quote unquote white White. yeah Mm -hmm. and so it doesn't matter but like exactly and to think like put yourself in that mindset of like a 12 year old native american girl living on pirate reservation it's do i stick to these traditional beliefs and stuff or do i go with a more white culture that's more cool Mm -hmm. and where people will actually accept me more but they never actually will because i will always be you'll always be the native american girl Mm -hmm. in the group you know what i mean like you'll always and that sucks like same with like black when people are jokingly like oh i have a black friend or whatever yeah deep down in a lot of people's mind they still think that like and that's my black friend like yeah mm-hmm. you're just like you're like a um not a souvenir but you're like you're oh, just a token like a token you're, you're, you're just you're like a token, token. like yeah. you're the token native mm-hmm. it's just how you look is clear it's just stopping people they're like i don't need to know anything, anything more else because yeah. i know five facts about native americans that mm-hmm. i learned in third grade so i know everything it is about them yeah whereas like the same thing happened i mean not as harshly obviously and this was this is like a bad comparison but like <laughs> Us, the only thing I can compare to is like how Italians and Irish people were treated when they first came here, mm-hmm. but they're white, and so they just had to lose their accent, and then nobody knows. Yeah, and then no one cares. And also now we're at a point. If I was like, oh, I love pasta, you know, love mm-hmm. me some Italian food, people are like, yes, Italian food. Like, yeah. it's yeah. not the same. People don't know about the culture, and it's it's that same thing where like when people don't know, they just immediately replace it with like fear or yeah. whatever. Ignorance breeds hate. Exactly. Yeah. So people are like, well, I don't know. Like, I can name two Native American dishes off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. The one that looks like the tortilla, the one they stick in that yes. pot, mm-hmm. and then there's like a chicken dish as well oh. that they put. Okay. See, um, and like I've never seen a place that's that's Native American food. I haven't either. I just yeah, have people in my family who have been married and who mm-hmm. are married to Native American people. So yeah. I know like two things. Yeah. That, you know, like so, that's Yeah. So when you consider when you kind of put this legend into this situation, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, there's this entity you have to be really careful about who will say oh, you're not good enough to be around people. It's kind of the equivalent of being like, well, you're not Native American enough right. and you're not white enough. Or so like, you don't deserve anything. It's also, it's like a, it's a way to stop kids. In my mind, it's like a, um, I can't think of words today. Mm-hmm. It's a way for parents to be like, 
oh, there's a creature out there who's going to get you to feel like you're not worth it. So you know that that's not real. Yes. And then they can take it and kind of use that in everyday life where like there are going to be people that you meet on the street Mm -hmm. every day who don't even know you who are going to think you're too too white or too Native American Mm -hmm. or not enough or whatever. And you have to know that their opinions don't matter the same way you have to know that walking sam isn't real yes. so like nothing you, yeah yeah nothing exactly. he's saying is the truth right so these people saying it isn't the truth either it's a kind of not a warning down but it's like the legend version of how to prepare yeah instead your, of being like your people children are going to tell for... you to kill yourself because that's a horrible thing to say to yeah. someone make it into a legend and it's kind yeah. of like a little mm-hmm. and you get kind of comfortable with that idea that there's a force yeah, out there's there something out that there could that try could, and feed this at to some you. point you might be confronted with the idea that something doesn't want you to live yeah and so when someone doesn't want you to live you're a little bit more prepared for yeah it. you're like oh it's just like walking sam like it's instead it of being matter. like oh everyone's gonna love you don't worry and yeah then eventually someone goes i think you should die fuck mm-hmm. you and it's you know that's yeah. fucking dramatic you because don't hear that it's you also you know Walking Sam is this powerful entity that you can't change or, or yeah. do anything to. It's and you, you're not going like, to be able to change how other yeah. people treat you. It's very much a, a metaphor. Yeah. yeah. Well, mine's not. Uh-huh. Well, I'm excited for yours. Okay. So let let's just... get into that and stop thinking about that horrendous suicide rash. Yeah. Suicide I, it's rash crazy that name. people are killing themselves. But yeah, in my sociology class, we talked about how the more people kill themselves, the higher suicide. Like... Yeah, because you, other people around, it's like, oh, did you hear so-and-so killed themselves? That's horrible. And then you're like, well, I'm also kind of sad. Well, also, maybe in, I should do that. In my social deviance class, a lot of it was about, well, not a lot of it, but a lot of this like chapter about like suicide and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It gives you permission. It's yes. like, oh, mm-hmm. they do it. I'm going to do like not just the idea or, oh, I'm sad too, so I should do it. It's a permission to do it. It's yeah. like, okay. This well, is someone else did it, do. so I can do it too. Exactly. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. okay, it's not just me thinking about it, yeah. so I should do it because it's not just me doing it. Yeah. Whereas, like, if no one does it, it's more of like a taboo. Taboo, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's rough. But it's illegal, so thank God. <laughs> thank God it's illegal. Because it's really stopping people. Yep. It's always stopped people, things being illegal. Yep. <laughs> so I'm doing the legend of Cropsy. Hell yeah. So, Cropsy is a very popular legend that most people have heard about already. And it's about a creature that lurks at the end of the children's blocks. It tells the tale of a shadowy figure that prowls the edge of playgrounds. Cropsy is a Staten Island personal boogeyman. Hmm. And it gained national attention in 2009 when the documentary titled Cropsy came out. According to Lore, an insane twisted man with a hook for a hand terrorized neighborhood boys and girls... He lures them to him and drags them into the crumbly ruins of Staten Island's abandoned Seaview Hospital. Parents would use the tale to spook their little ones at night. Go to bed or Cropsy will get you. Mm. Play nice or you know who will come. Voldemort. (laughs) But as the documentary points out, Cropsy is not just a legend, but a real-life killer. Imagine being like, go to bed or John Wayne Gacy's going to fucking eat your brains out. (laughs) I'm sure some parents have done it. (laughs) So where did the legend start? Well, the actual legend of Cropsy has been around for decades. The name Cropsy is mostly commonly heard being whispered around the campfire of Boy Scouts or at Jewish sleepaway camp. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's the tale of the Cropsy maniac. It's been around for longer than 
anyone can really remember. Mm. Folklorists, which I didn't realize that was a thing. How much does it pay? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, like to... right? Have dedicated an extensive amount of time trying to research the urban legend. It has grown from campfire tales to slasher films, and it's actually the inspiration behind films like Friday the 13th oh. or Hatchet, the mm-hmm. one that came out re- previously. It's a classic urban legend, a cautionary tale, and it seems so rooted in our collective consciousness that it must hold some grain of truth, if not more. That's what he Mm -hmm. says. Voices, a zine put out in New York Folklore Society, has a great article. I read part of it, but Mm -hmm. not the whole thing, because who has time? (laughs) Yeah, about the Cropsy Maniac story. It's just called Mm -hmm. Cropsy Maniac, and it highlights a lot of the common parts of all Mm -hmm. the tales put together. And they say... It started as, like, the most common storytelling is the crazed judge or doctor who was disfigured in a camp prank gone wrong, who stalks the wood with an axe, looking to exact his revenge on young campers. Mm. And a lot of times it starts with, he got hot water poured on him, or hot oil. Oh, yeah. So he's all disfigured, and Mm -hmm. then he kills a bunch of kids. So... It all starts with Seaview Hospital in Staten Island. The hospital was a historic tuberculosis hospital and now a national historic district located at Willowbrook on Staten Island, New York. Definitely not haunted. Nope. (laughs) The complex was planned and built between 1905 and 1938 and was the largest and most costly municipal facility for the treatment of tuberculosis of its state in the United States. So at the time, it's the largest one. The historic district encompasses 37 buildings. One of them is on the historic registry. Mm -hmm. So it was abandoned for a long time. And just recently, it's been bought and, like, redone. It's, like, every building's being redone separately. Mm -hmm. And they're going to start using it as a hospital again for, like, people who have mental illness and, like, therapy and stuff. Yeah. So nearby the huge sprawling hospital is the Willowbrook State School. A horribly run state school for children with mental disabilities. Mm -hmm. Reportedly built in that area because the hospital was no longer running and it was a large enough area for a school. So they were like, we'll just stick it there on Mm -hmm. that ground. Now, a lot of people might be like, I've heard of that school. Well, investigator reporter Geraldo Rivera became a household name after he reported on the inhumane conditions in 1972. But it still took 10 years before the school closed in 1987. Mm -hmm. Or more than 10 years. 15. 15 years. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that report has, there's like kids who are like on the ground. They don't have any beds. Like, have you ever seen that? I I haven't seen it, but I've heard about it. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking, I've watched some clips. It's like one of those famous exposés. Yes, exactly. It's like, you think you're watching a horror movie Mm because it's like, People don't really get treated like that. And it was it was like kids yeah. in the 70s who were just being, like, tortured. Oh. So um, in the 1960s, a man by the name of Andre Rand worked as a custodian. He had previously worked as a bus driver as well. However, he was fired after he took 11 children. He bought them lunch. And then he drove them to New York, New Jersey's Newark International Airport without any parental consent. But he was caught before he could get them on a plane. Like, he was just going to kidnap these kids. He could afford to take 11 children on an airplane. I have no idea, I guess so. Oh, my gosh. For this case of unlawful imprisonment, Mm. Rand was sentenced for... Four years. Ten months in jail. Damn it. But 
mm-hmm. still let him be the janitor. Yep, of course. We're still going to let him <laughs> yeah. near the I kids. I mean, he can still clean. We yeah. just not going to give him buses. <laughs> what could go wrong? No, no wheels. He can't yeah. even have one of the cans <laughs> that has wheels on it. <laughs> so between 1970 and 1987, when the school was closed, girls started going missing. And suddenly the tale of Cropsey was not an urban legend, but a real fear. Hmm. On July 10th, 1972... Five-year-old Alice Pereira, P-E-R-E-I-R-A. Is that Pereira? No, that's there's too many. <laughs> Pereira, I, I believe. She disappeared in her neighborhood just a few miles southeast of Willowbrook. She had been playing in the park with her older brother who had left her alone for mere seconds. Mm. He, like, walked to the other side of the playground, and walked back, yeah. and she was gone. As he had already served 16 months in prison for abduction of a nine-year-old girl, Rand was the prime suspect. However, there was not enough evidence to convict him. And he also wasn't fired. Yeah. No, no, no. Keep your job. That's fine. You just kidnapped one girl. We all make mistakes. Mm. On July 15, 1981, seven-year-old Holly Ann Hughes went missing. Hughes didn't return after she had gone to the store with a friend to buy soap. Oh, Soap? Yeah. Not candy? No, soap. <laughs> Her parents filed a missing persons report, and several witnesses reported seeing the girl with Rand. In 1983, Rand was connected to the disappearance of 11-year-old Tia Hees Jackson. Jackson was reported missing after her mother had sent her to purchase some food, and she never came home. Mm. She was last seen exiting the Mariner's Harbor Motel in Staten Island on August 14th. 12 days after Rand had been released from prison. (sighs) Doesn't waste a lot of time, does he? Nope. He's also linked to the 1984 disappearance of 21-year-old Hank Gaffarillo. Gaffarillo was described as being, quote-unquote, slow. He had an IQ in the low 70s. Mm -hmm. Eyewitnesses reported last seeing him in a local diner with Rand in the early morning hours. Huh, so that's kind of an outlier. Yep. Yeah. In 1987, Jennifer Schwiger... Born with Down syndrome, was reported missing on July 9th. Jennifer was taking a short walk. Her mother claimed she was restless because her mom was cleaning the house and vacuuming and Mm -hmm. Jennifer didn't really like it. So she stood outside and was being restless. So her mother was like, take a quick walk around the park. Yeah. Or around the neighborhood. She's apparently very, like, independent. Mm -hmm. Her parents were very proud. They were like, you know, we're so proud of her. She's independent. She can take care of herself. She's just like any other kid. Yeah. So, yeah, take a quick lap Mm -hmm. around the the, the neighborhood. neighborhood. Yeah, it's fine. Witnesses spotted Jennifer walking with Rand, apparently being led into the woods. Mm. People scoured the area for Jennifer, leading into the abandoned woods of the mental hospital. The search lasted 34 days. While combing the area around Willowbrook State School, a particular spot caught the eye of retired New York City firefighter George Kramer. So he went to get a bunch of people. A volunteer later commented, when we dug it up, we found a little foot there. It's something that's going to stick with you for the rest of your life. It turns out they had found the body of Jennifer. Um, her foot was sticking out of a tiny grave. Yeah. Rand had set up home in the woods of the state institution. Uh-huh. He was living underground in the tunnels beneath the hospital. <gasps> oh, what a fucking weirdo. Her body was found nude and buried in a shallow grave, but there has yet to be any cause of death reported. Huh. Perhaps because the murderer might still be out there. In 1988, Rand was charged with the kidnapping and first-degree murder of Jennifer. However, the jury couldn't reach a verdict on the murder charge 
because there was very little to convict him of murder. He was ultimately convicted of first-degree kidnapping and sentenced to 25 years in life. In 2004, he was sentenced to 25 more years um, when Rand was charged with the kidnapping of Holly and Hughes. Mm. He will only become eligible for parole in 2037 when he's 93 years old. He's still alive? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. According to the Cropsey documentary, Mm -hmm. some people, along with many detectives, speculate that Rand was not the only person involved in these murders. They believe he was involved in Satanism and provided the children for sacrifice. There were people who also thought that Rand was not alone in the commission of his crimes, and many believed he was passing the children to friends in the underground tunnels. Mm. Many believe that there's a network of homeless people and mentally disturbed people still living in the tunnel systems beneath the former Willowbrook State School Mm -hmm. and mental institution. The bodies of Alice Pereira, Holly Ann Hughes, Tihisi Jackson, and Hank Gaffarillo have never been found. Oh my gosh. And he never confessed or anything? Nope. So we'll probably never know. And there's a lot of people... I mean, the Cropsey documentary is pretty fucking good. I have to watch it. It has some inconsistencies. Like, some people say that the girls were taken from the school. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. Some people say the school and the institution are the same thing. Which That's not true. They're yeah. different. They're just on the same grounds. Mm-hmm. So, like, and, like, close grounds. So you can see the institution from the from school. From the school, yeah. Like, it's right there. Mm-hmm. And they were both for mentally... Like handicapped people with mental disabilities and stuff. So yeah. that's why I think it crosses wires. Yeah. I just, the fact that there's actual tunnels and stuff underneath that he lived in. And that in. he lived in. Yeah. And people that's believe crazy. that now it's being like renovated again and people are like, they're going to find more bodies. They, a lot of people think the bodies are in the walls or like somewhere yeah. that they just haven't that looked. That they're going to find them. And, um, and they think that other people did them as sacrifice. Mm-hmm. They think there was... There's a lot of graffiti over there, too, that's, like, bad devil worshipping. Yeah. Like, not, you know... Mm-hmm. Kids do graffiti all the time. Like, there's yeah. a bunch of fucking, It's always like, Satanism. Yeah. So, they think... Wow. And that's why a lot of people think the cause of death was never released. Mm-hmm. Because they don't know if he murdered him. So, if someone confesses, they can be like, how'd you do it? Yeah. And then some... And then the real person will know. Yeah. Wow. I had never... So, I never watched the documentary. Mm-hmm. Because it was boring in the first few minutes. It, it is boring because it goes into a lot of fucking history. Oh, yeah. And, like... I liked the other one that the same filmmakers did. The Killer mm-hmm. Legends yeah. one. They, um, one, I would say, like, 15 minutes in, 20 minutes in, or whatever, it starts to pick up. Yeah. Because they really go heavy into the, like, legends and the, yeah. the construction of the building and, like, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. I haven't seen it in oh, a long time. Yeah. Because but... it came out a while mm-hmm. ago. But I definitely have to watch it now. That's yeah. why I was excited when you were doing this because I was like, oh, I don't really it's know It's such it. a crazy story that those bodies have never, never been, been found. found. Yeah. That's crazy to me. And I can't believe that he was convicted without the bodies. Well, he wasn't. He was only oh. convicted of of kidnapping Jennifer. Oh, the kidnapping. And kidnapping of only Holly because there were so many witnesses who saw yeah, her with mm-hmm. him in mm-hmm. his last moments. Yeah. But that's it. He He's never, never been murder. officially tied mm-hmm. to anything else. Wow. Even though he's the last person seen with all of those people. Yeah. But some people think he was just handing them off somewhere. To, yeah, to someone else. Yes. Yeah. That's really creepy. And a lot of people think that, I don't know if this is in the Cropsey documentary, but there's like a Reddit page that goes into it that 
when he had those 11 people, he never intended to put them on an airplane. He was supposed to be meeting someone to, who either never mm-hmm. showed or, or had arranged an airplane to take them somewhere yeah. else. And so he was yeah. just like, okay, I'll get you a bunch of people. I'll get you. Yeah, I'll get you kids. Mm-hmm. It's like a huge And then they just never showed thing. and those kids just happened. Because he got them food and stuff. Yeah. So it's not like he was just taking them there to slaughter them. Yeah. Like he bought them food. He made sure they were all fed. Mm-hmm. And all the kids said, I mean, their names aren't out there in yeah. the public. But they there's like quotes from them, you know, from the the statements they've given. And none of them were like he was weird or anything. They just, they well, were all of a sudden. He's their bus driver. Yeah. Like, and all know? of a sudden they were going somewhere they weren't supposed to. But mm-hmm. that was it. Like yeah. the, no one felt. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 10 months. <laughs> crazy. That's a crazy, for 11 children. Mm-hmm. I don't crap. know what, I don't know what, const- so that was just unlawful, unlawful imprisonment. imprisonment. Yeah. So I don't know what constitutes a kidnapping. Kidnapping, yeah. He crossed state lines with them. He, he went from Staten Island to, <laughs> to fucking Newark. New Jersey. Yeah. So I maybe they talked it down for a plea yeah, deal. Maybe. Yeah, so that's why it doesn't Because there was sense. no, like, injury or anything, maybe. Yeah. Or, and also, I don't know where they were supposed to be going. So mm-hmm. if they were supposed to be going somewhere in New Jersey and he just, like, you Veered know, maybe, maybe you could say that it's, like, nearby. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There's not a lot of detail. Yeah, it seems weird. Anyway, there's yeah. a boogeyman living in Staten Island. Yep. There was, at least. And imagine and that legend coming true of being like, watch out, our Cropsy's going to get you. And then, like, two years later... Crops, he's actually getting people. And then you've really fucked up your kids. Yeah. And then it's like, ah! <laughs> yeah. Suddenly they're not sleeping yeah. and just staring at the wall. When you try to make a legend real, that's fucked up. Yeah. Like when a guy's like, well, I'm going to be the boogeyman. But here's the thing. Here's the crazy part about him. It's like, he didn't, it wasn't like he was like, I'm going to be this guy. Mm-hmm. He was just so crazy that he just did it and it happened to yeah. be like, and also, okay, so there's this really sad quote that I didn't really include, mm-hmm. but there's a bunch of newspaper articles that came out because Jennifer was the last girl. But by the time Jennifer had been kidnapped, everyone was on their A-game. So there's like yeah. a milk cart. There's a picture of the mom and the dad holding up a milk cart. I, I think I saw yeah, that. Yeah, that's pretty famous. Mm. And there's like in this Reddit post, someone just posted like all the old articles, like pictures of them and stuff. Yeah. And there's one quote where the they were like, what... The mom's talking about how the police asked her what her daughter was last wearing. Yeah. And she was like, they were looking in like a place off the road or whatever. And they were looking for her shirt and her Mm -hmm. shoes and stuff. And she was like, some reporter asked, like, asked her and the the husband, how would you feel if someone found something? And the husband was like, that's what you expect. You expect someone to just come back and be like, I found her or I found something. The mom was like, I don't know if I want her to find her shoes or her shirt or her pants. You hope that your whole child's out there somewhere safe. Yeah, not But just. if you found her shirt, what her mom was like, what does that mean? Yeah. Like, what does that mean that she now doesn't have her shirt? Yeah. Or her shoes or her clothing? Because mm-hmm. that means she didn't just wander off. sign. She yeah. was like, that's, yeah, that's not good. Mm-hmm. I'd rather her have everything and be somewhere safe than find. She was wearing a, um, it's like a pink Sesame Street shirt or something Aww. like that. Yeah, something adorable like yeah. that in yellow pants or something. So she was like, I don't know if I want them to find her shirt. Yeah. Like, I, I just, she was basically like, I either want them to find her dead or alive, but I don't want to find just a piece of her yeah, clothing. Yeah, wonder Because what does that mean? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just so sad. That's I was like. true. Yeah. Well, that was a thoroughly depressing episode. Yeah. Yep. yep, um, yep, yep. <laughs> no children are safe from anything. Nope. Nope. He's going to kill them all. Yep. So we're Hell and High Horror. Yes. We're Hell High Horror on Twitter, Hell and High Horror on everything mm-hmm. else. We are going to be at PodX on May 31st. And, and June 2nd. Yep. And you can get 10% off of your PodX tickets 
by using the code horror for us. Poor May. I don't know if that's right. That's for me, right? For me. Yes. And uh, I'm Austin Castelli on all the social medias. Mm-hmm. I'm Reparata Ann on everything. Mm-hmm. We just released our first Patreon wild card for the month because Yay. I slacked. So uh, we're going to be recording the second one mm-hmm. soon and then releasing that at the end of the month. Yay. Yay. And we still have our email address open, HelenHighHorror at gmail.com if you want to no, share your... St- it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to share your spooky stories with us, real, um, or, you know, your legends mm-hmm. around your area, yeah, shit ooh, like legends that. Legends that came true, that'd be cool. That you have yes. any that are like yeah that or we like should know about or like people who turn into legends like there was this man who kidnapped kids yeah me, the and truth we call behind him. the legend yeah. or yeah. like i always think of like when i think of legends that are actually real people i think of like boo Rid- radley radley yeah where it's like everyone was like so afraid of him he's like this horrible legend and then he's just like some guy who makes yeah, toys just for- a dude yeah yeah that's usually how it is but sometimes yeah. not i want to be that ooh, ooh, ooh. we talked about this the other <laughs> yes, day yes we want to be like the old witches yeah that people are like i'll give you five bucks to touch your door yeah and then yeah. we're actually really yeah. nice but still children stay away from us yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the goal in life mm-hmm. well um i think that's all right I think that's it. Okay, that's all she wrote. Happy hauntings, everyone. Bye. Bye. Should I sing us out? Doris. Doris.